Welcome to Let's Talk About Thrones. This is the third of our episodes. We will be covering episodes five and six. And I'm Amos. I'm here with Richard. I'm Richard, and I'm here with Jenny. I'm Jenny, and I'm here with Tyrion Lannister. Whoa. <laughs> How'd that happen? I don't uh, know. It was a long night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this this episode's been a while, and these two episodes that we watched have uh, they're it's chock full of content and in character building, but man, there's there's just a few major things we really have to talk about. Um, and let's start with the first one, which is the wolf and the lion. First of all, Richard, we got to get your impression on th- this first episode, or do you just want to like take them as a whole because they they kind of go together as one complete package. Yeah, they're the breath before the storm. Yeah, I feel like this was another two where they really perfectly worked together as a story pair. Mm-hmm. So if that's okay, let's let's do that. Um, yeah, you know this. You told me that there would be payoff. I didn't know it was going to be this next week. <laughs> <laughs> and what a sweet payoff it was! What a what a golden representation of what payoff should be. <laughs> Ah, wow. Yeah. So, so much going on in these episodes. Some stuff that uh, particularly caught my attention. You know, I I have questions. We can get back to the questions later. But I loved the brilliant way that uh, Tyrion kind of managed to get himself out from under being captured. I thought that whole thing was fantastic. I loved the, uh, the way he was... First of all, the prison that he was kept in or the cell that he was kept in. Holy crap. That was cool. Yeah. Unbelievable. The sky <laughs> Just cell. a big open yeah. cell. The sky cell. Yeah. On, what was sky cell? Is yeah. that what it's called? Wow. That was fantastic. I love that. Terrifying. One of the, one of the things that, uh, that it, I'm sure Jenny probably mentioned, wanted to mention this, but in the books, it actually tells you that all of the cells are slanted slightly down and out mm-hmm. away from the wall. Which is why Tyrion ended up like, with one arm off of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's, it's implied that there are cells with steeper slopes. So yeah, that's wow. th- just the design of that is beautiful. Like your freedom is right there. You can go anytime you like. <laughs> yeah. You'll be free of it all. Absolutely. <laughs> now that, that was, uh, that was fantastic. I, I also love where uh, basically you have, uh, Ned defying the king and refusing to a bid by his wishes to uh, support killing Daenerys. And that was, that was really cool. And then he just comes into his own when, you know, captain, you have the helm or, or whatever, where, where he's sitting in the chair and then just starts making some decisions that are inevitably going to piss people off. That was awesome. Right. Um, I got to say that uh, the, the, it starts out at, at the, the parade grounds where they're doing the, the, the jousting. And the first big fight that you see, the real fight that you see, is the mountain versus the hound. Brothers, brother against brother. And one thing that I noticed, this is the last time you'll see such poor choreography in the mm-hmm. fight scenes. Yeah. It was clunky. It, it was. It was. You, it, it almost felt like they were like, okay, we'll just fight. Just go in there and fight a little bit. And then. 
<laughs> like they didn't really have it quite down yet. Right, right. But every it, 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 to my memory, every fight scene after this is so well choreographed. You can't see, you know, you don't you don't get the Ultimate Warrior moment where he goes to to clothesline Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan just falls to the ground before his arm is even near him. You know, you don't have that anymore after this. Yeah. Yeah. I also had a really hard time with uh, the mountains response to his horse. That was, that was just kind of horrific. Yeah. There's almost a moment to say that the, the, the players aren't safe and that includes the pets, you know, there's a reason I've never (laughs) seen a war horse and Richard, I'm right there with you. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I just had a hard time with that. Um, also, if we didn't know it earlier, I think it was hinted at earlier. Uh, so Tyrell's gay. Yeah. Loris Tyrell, yes, uh, along with at least one other person. Ah, okay. Um, Tyrell and, and, uh, and, well, and Renly. Renly is, is the, uh, uh, he's what? He's the other brother, the, right? The youngest of the Brathians, yes. Yeah. And can I just say, um, I, I was a little bit, I don't know what the right word is, irked, I guess, that are we really to believe that men were also so vain way back in whenever this fictitious time is that they bothered to shave their chests then to what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. This is not, this has not ever been a thing in my life. So I don't, I don't know where that's just, that's not something for me, I guess. Um, but what, it did seem odd that it was kind of a, like almost a story set. If you want to link these two characters together in that way, that does seem to be a bit of an odd place to do it and a bit of an odd manner to do it, but it still worked for the story. So, yeah, I, it did. It established, it established them together and whatever else, is going to follow as a result of that. Uh, it seemed like it kind of came out of nowhere. So mm. that was the only thing that, that struck me. Uh, of course, we're kind of burying the lead, not the lead, but the conclusion, because the ultimate satisfying end for uh, Viserys, Viserys, I don't know how to pronounce his name, doesn't matter apparently, because he's gone. Um, yeah, that was the payoff that I promised you. And holy crap, just the, the entire manner in which it went from the beginning of, of episode five to the end of episode six, you knew there was only one path. You, it just a matter of how it was going to go. Viserys was going to boil over. His time had come. His patience had worn out. He was going to be the, the tantrum-y, uh four-year-old that, that is going to demand the lollipop. And he got it. Yeah, it was like yep. lemon. Lemon lollipop <laughs> on his head. So it's a whole different kind of uh, golden shower, I guess. Um, oh my god! He there uh, you go. He, he wanted he his there. crown of gold. They held him down. He got his crown of gold. They poured the gold over his head, and that was one of the, one of those beautiful little little scenes where it was gory, but it wasn't overly graphic. And then at the end of it, you just hear the clunk as his head hits the ground. And wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of phenomenal. And then uh, one last thing that I had in my notes in terms of just kind of reveals, as it were, is the oh my God moment. Did anybody notice Joffrey doesn't have black hair? <laughs> so last time we talked about it, you asked why why it was such a thing, why why they were they were going through their birth records. And I told him, just wait. Right. Just wait. Right. You, you will find out very quickly. And within like the first five minutes of the episode, oh, got it. Okay. 
<laughs> Got it. Interesting. So guess what? You're probably not actually the heir to that throne that you think you're getting. Right, right, right. Um, there are a few other things that I wanted to mention. Uh, <laughs> Littlefinger versus Varys in the throne room. They're kind of laying their cards out and saying how much they know about each other's dealings and how they kind of deal in the same. They, they're both dealers in the same the same arena. They're both information hoarders and finders and gatherers. Right. And that was a that was a great little moment there where they were essentially trying to top each other on how much they knew about each other. And it just kept escalating. You found out so much about both of them in that little bit of time. And it was just pure character and story development. It was great. Well, and so this is a classic scene where I wonder if that's how things played out in the novel or was that kind of an aggregation of information presented in other ways somehow? Mm. Um, Jenny. So it, well, this episode contains two things or I, I guess we're calling it a super episode, right? Cause it really is like the calm before the storm moment in, in this the current series season. of events. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting a lot of backstory which is important, but there's one scene in particular that I think takes place in the, the, the wolf and the lion, which I thought was amazing, which is Cersei and Robert when he's estranged uh, from his other husband, Ned, his life buddy, yes. brother in arms, having one of the more incredible sit down conversations you'll ever see in a first season episode where a man and a woman who hate each other on principle realize that they are the only two things keeping the whole country together, have a moment of reflection and then are cruel to each other once again and walk away. Mm. And it, it is a rare moment of television and I love it. That was fantastic. I had in the notes that I took that they had the first honest conversation in 17 years. Right. <laughs> At the last possible second to have it. And the way that it was done, and, and it's a complete tribute to the actors involved. I didn't actually write that down in my notes at all because I was so glued to the scene I've already seen and I've already read. And just the way they portray it and the way that it's shot and it, the, the it, you're constantly involved in it and you don't know where it's going to go, even if you already knew where it was going to go. And it was, it was just great. Yep. So well done. This is the first time that I watched Lena Headley and was like, oh, my God. Yeah. This woman can really act. Oh, she's awesome. She's an awesome actress. And I haven't really seen it yet in this series. And I think this was such a great scene for her. And I hope that we get to see more of her really shining because I, I think the world of her as an actress. Yeah. She's Did you know that on Genius.com, they have the whole, like this whole episode, the script for it? Really? I did not just know that. Read it. I'm I'm literally sitting here reading it. <laughs> and I'm just like, holy crap, people love this show. Mm. Um this this episode, The Wolf and the Lion, I'm pretty sure it is in that first episode, um, is maybe my favorite we should start a list, and I know they exist on the internet, of best lines ever in Game of Thrones. Mm. And then okay. vote on them at the end. But Peter Baelish has the best line. I would argue of season one in terms of both crudeness, character reveal, and just 
I don't know, brothel insouciance, <laughs> which is <laughs> he's talking to Ned Stark. And uh, right. I have this great genius thing here where he says, brothels make a much better investment than ship, I've found. Whores rarely sink. And then, he, you know, they're talking about, like, what do you know about Robert's bastards? And then Peter says, well, he has more of you than you. And Ed, Eddard Stark says, how many? And here comes the greatest line of all time. Does it matter? If you fuck enough women, some of them will give you presents. Which, in one sentence, <laughs> tells you every ah. single thing you need to know about <laughs> Peter Baelish. And that's why I've, I've, I've wrestled with that line. Yeah. But man, it is. <laughs> there, there are several meanings to those words. Especially yeah. in regards to Peter Baelish. Yeah. And it's just a spectacular. Oh, man. It's just spectacular. Yeah. So what's interesting is I just didn't catch any significance in hearing that. I'm like, oh, that's clever. Mm. But she's right, though. It, once you learn more about Peter Baelish, refer back to that line. Yeah. And it's really kind of ridiculous. And that's kind of my point, right? Yeah. And I love yeah. that we have all these different perspectives and I'm just totally not catching stuff that you're saying that they've actually planned this far, you know, early oh, in yeah. advance of things happening and characters being developed. I love or, that. Or George R. R. Martin did, because at this point they're still basically perfectly chapter by chaptering the book. Right. Um, okay. There's not a lot of deviation. So we're, in credit giving, it's always an interesting cre uh, question because he's also a consultant on the show. So your question is, who gets the credit and who gets the blame when it comes to Game of Thrones episodes? And in season one, pretty much every single line that is damn good comes from the book. But the visualization, the bringing it to life and the choosing of the characters and choosing what to structure and what to strip out, that's all the TV writers. So it's yep. it's such a fascinating, nuanced thing. There's also another line in that Robert and Cersei talking to each other scene that I'm just going to say it and I'm not going to say anything about it, but I'm just going to say it so that later Richard will understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is they're talking about Lyanna uh, Stark, who is it, it may have just like breezed on by, but basically the first woman Robert ever loved and really loved and Cersei could never live up to who died um, and was Ned's sister. And Cersei Baratheon says, what harm could Lyanna Stark's ghost do to either of us that we haven't done each other a hundred times over? Mm. And I just thought the phrase Lyanna Stark's ghost had some serious multiple level meaning that I cannot explain right now. But ghost, yeah. think about ghost. Yeah. That's okay. all. That's, that's crazy. Um, yeah. One more throwback. And I, I didn't even think about this when I saw the scene that eventually plays out in regards to it, but Arya and the guards. Mm, yep. It's almost note for note for a scene that happens later on. Like she's already played this game before and it's just amazing how it, how it was right in the same, like totally different location, but the same players and the same, same strategy and everything else. It was great. Yeah. Oh, so good. We hmm. Richard, you can't enjoy that for seven more seasons. Yeah, yeah, you're sorry. Yeah, okay. Great. <laughs> Thanks. That's good to know, though. I'll try to remember this. Aria and the guards. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Write it down. So yeah, uh, I'll I'll make a note 
Um, was that episode five or six? Five. <laughs> five. The end of five. All right. Uh, look, two lines while we're talking about fantastic lines in here. Uh, Tyrion, I, a Lannister always pays his debts. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was fantastically executed, particularly when he gives his bag of gold to the jailer. I thought that was just, in, again, spoke so much to the character that I think they're developing for Tyrion. I thought that was fantastic. Right, especially with him being Lannister, you you kind of already have this tainted vision of him. So these little moments where he holds true to his word and stuff like that, it kind of just builds this very, very interesting character with him. He's always yeah, exceeding absolutely. your expectations. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And then the other, I, I, I was kind of surprised by a reasonably touching moment between Sansa and Joffrey where he says to her, I'll never again be cruel to you. And I had to wonder, hmm. is that true? Totally true. He's never cruel to her again. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. No, never. <laughs> okay. I don't know that I believe you with that tone. That you have. <laughs> As I've said often in this household today, what tone? Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Um, was there anything else that we needed to talk about in this episode? Um, other than Richard, what do you think of this guy Bran? Uh, not or sorry, not Bran, Bron, the guy who appears sort of. He was just in the tavern. He comes along for the cash when mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, what's her face Stark, Mama Stark, C- headed Catelyn. up to the Eyrie. Yeah, Catelyn. I don't know my brain. Catelyn Stark's headed up to the Erie, and there's this guy, Bronn. He turns out to be a pretty good fighter, and he's just sort of lurking around the background of this thing. What, what were your thoughts on this gentleman? So I actually had a number of questions, and this was one of my questions. Was he actually kind of in cahoots with the group that ultimately ended up attacking them on the road? I I don't think Braun is actually in cahoots with anybody other than the person who promises to pay him next. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know if that, that answers my question necessarily, but I mean, because I was trying to figure out who was it who attacked them? Was it just some random a-holes? It was a mountain tribe. It's enough to say it was a, a mountain, mountain tribe. tribe. Yep. All right. It's, it's one of the, uh, one of the, the, one of the things that protects the Erie is the fact that the lands just outside the Erie are complete wildlands. So just okay. getting to the Erie is is a, a chore in it to itself. So then I have to say that in what I saw so far, I barely even noticed the character that you're talking about. Okay, that's fair. So that's kind of interesting. He fought on behalf of Tyrion. He's mm-hmm. that guy. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Which All right. Jenny, knowing knowing how the story kind of kind of curves in in the the relationship that those two begin to build in in these episodes, it's kind of remarkable that Bronze part of the story in any way shape or form. Mm-hmm. But then you can't imagine it going forward without him. Yeah. So just the way they introduce characters in this in this series is just amazing because you get these oh, that's just a guy who gives a damn and then you know, three three episodes from now, we're like, oh, wow, that's why he's part of the story. Yep, he is the regular man. Yeah, yeah, he's the ever man that just gets caught up in the, in the in in the world that is. 
the doings of great lords and ladies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I believe those are actually his All words. Right. Um, there's, uh, again, with the character, character uh, introductions, uh, Osho was introduced in this episode. I don't even think she, she's given a name yet. Mm-hmm. Who? Her storyline has always confused me a little bit, and I'm sure the answer is in something I haven't read and hasn't been introduced in the show. But her storyline is always just a little confusing to me. So who are you talking about? The woman who like attacked Bron on the horse. Right. The sole survivor oh, okay. of the three. But it, what I think actually, if I was to give an explanation for why the character of Osha is always so confusing in the TV show, it has to do with Natalie Tenna doing movies a lot. Uh, Does that make sense? Like they keep trying to build her up into a character of significance. She's always off doing other movies. So right, I think that that may be what, what happened there. I mean, ultimately, she serves the purpose that she she's meant to serve, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it, it, she just, she there's a little bit of a confusing role for her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's see. Any other lines that we loved from either of these two episodes? Uh, that, that was it from... The ones that I had written down. Well, no, but there will be now that I know we're looking for lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to make a list of all time greatest Thrones lines and then vote on them. So yeah. that's the first one. That's the one where I like when I was watching this show for the first time, I just sat right up in my chair. I was like, holy God. Mm. Old gods in the new. <laughs> all right, Richard, any other uh, any other questions that we can try not to spoil for you? <laughs> well, I actually have some more questions. Can we talk about Caitlin's freaky sister? Oh, yeah. How have we not talked about oh, Liza Aaron and yeah. her, um, you know, extended son love? <laughs> yeah. So how old is he as he's sucking on her tit? Seven years old. I believe it's called a breast. It's called a breast. Uh, There's a function okay. in this society, uh, which you have I, possibly taken advantage of uh, when you were too young to remember. Uh, but probably not for as long. And I don't know your life. Probably not for as long as Liza Aaron has been nursing Robin uh, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. So all I'm going to say about that is. You? Li- yeah, well, Liza and Robin, <laughs> their relationship, it really characterizes the 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 eerie very well. Yes. It, the, the entire, you know, that, that particular kingdom, that one, that one of the seven kingdoms really holds true to their leadership's example. Right. So, um, and when we return there later on in the series, now, now having that base of Lysa and Robin, you'll know what to expect. And that is to not know what to expect. And it kind of throws you for a loop. Every time you go back to the area, it, it throws you for another loop. It's just, it's a crazy place. I don't think people should live there. Altitude. I think it's the altitude. <laughs> <laughs> so what is she? Is she the queen? She, okay. So in the very first episode, we saw that um, John Aaron, is it John? Yeah. John Aaron was the old hand of the king. He died. You saw his funeral with the little rocks in his eyes and all that. Lysa is John's widow. So when, when John died, she ran back to the Vale, back to Erie, um, 
to escape the Lannisters because she thought the Lannisters were coming to get her. That's why she sent the, the letter to Catelyn, who is her sister. Okay. And she's sort of like, there's a lord and lady who runs every kingdom. So you know how they call it the Seven Kingdoms? Yeah. And you haven't heard of all these Seven Kingdoms, but you know that there's a Winterfell. And you know right. that there's a, I guess the Eyrie is the home of that area. But I don't know what that, that land is called, the the John Aaron's like turf. Um, okay. But the point is, and you've also heard of, uh, you might have heard of Dorne, maybe like Dorne, something about Dornish women. These are all different kingdoms in Game of Thrones. And there's always like a head of household that runs them, like the Starks run Winterfell and the Aarons right. run the Eyrie, you know, that sort of a thing. So uh, Jenny, you're just, you are, yeah. you are right. The Eyrie is the city. Just yep. the Eyrie is the equivalent to, to Winterfell. The Vale is equivalent the to Winterfell, Winterfell yep. the, the, the land. So smart. Yep. It's because I have a book that has all the stuff. Smart. Oh, good to have a book with all the stuff. I try. If I can't be prepared, I'll have stuff prepared for me. Um, so yeah, so, so you're seeing, you're, you're, you're fine. The world is getting bigger for you. At first it was really about the Starks, the Baratheons and the Lannisters and the, the snow people, uh, and the wall, right? You've got that much, but now you're starting to get into the intrigue. You've got, uh, you know, court counselors, you've got, uh, with their own agendas, you've got dragons in the basement that you don't fully understand why they're there. Like there's a lot of things going down and they're not going to get easier on you in terms of understanding all of it. Speaking of the dragons in the basement, that was, that's the last time that Arya is inept enough not to get all the details. Ah, yeah. Like that, that's her, that's her moment of, I'm trying to tell people something. They don't understand what I'm saying. Next time something like that happens, I need to know what the hell I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Cool. cool. <laughs> I didn't add anything to right. Richard. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's good. It's good that you don't. Good that you don't. Yeah. All right. So I've kind of gone through all the things that I noted here that I wanted to bring attention to. I guess the question that I have is you said that this is the calm before the storm, which suggests that things are going to get even gooder. <laughs> things are going to get better than they are now. Cause I thought these were two really good ep episodes. I loved these episodes. There was payoff. There was new learnings. There was great character development. How many episodes do we have left? Aren't there just 10 in a season? There are, are there four left. Yep. I kind of want a webcam Richard for the rest of this season. Can you arrange that? <laughs> <laughs> so while I'm watching, I'll yeah. just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. We'll see if maybe maybe I can have like Skype running in the background on my Xbox while I'm watching these on yeah. HBO and you can just like peer in on me. That won't be creepy maybe at all. Maybe like the last two. Like just say the last two episodes of the season, maybe uh uh do it do it as like a special bonus thing for say YouTube or something. I don't know. All right. All right. Well I can tell you I was doing that whole, you know, fist pump clutching to my chest thing when we saw the uh, shower of gold. That was just absolutely a brilliant, <laughs> yeah. wonderful, wonderful moment. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think nine and ten. We, we have to. We have to all watch together. That, that has to be something that because that that's that's when that's when your whole nope. world just, gets woken just up. Casually deciding on those episodes for no reason. Right, right. Just because uh, <laughs> because it's the end of the first season, and that'd be a really yeah. special thing for people. 
you know. Right. Yeah, it it will be special for us. It, it would be very special. And you can't just it's it's kind of like a, it's kind of like playing spades. You can't go 9, you got to go 10, right? So let's just go Yeah. Let's break it out. All right. Good good we'll, plan. Good we'll plan. We'll figure that out. All right. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. <laughs> Richard Final thoughts. Uh, I I am loving it. So the last two episodes that we had a lot of stuff going on, like three and four, there was a bunch of little stuff and it, but it, it was just hard to follow. I had more questions than answers. I came out of five and six, just feeling wholly um, sati- satisfied and satiated and desperately wanted to go on to the next ones. But I am, I'm, Playing by the rules, and I'm not spoiling myself as mm. we talk about this. So you, I am your, very uh, eager. Your patience is really respectably impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. I am very eager to see seven and eight now. Well, Jenny, you've made it a little bit easier for me because I have plenty of cheers that I have to be watching now. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's me. I just recap stuff. Okay, Jenny, uh, your uh, your your final thoughts, real quick. My final thoughts. I thought these episodes were the last episodes uh, where the grown-ups are in charge. Yes, that's not that is not inaccurate. I was going to say that um, this is the last time you get, as a viewer, you get a payoff that actually doesn't bring in more questions. Right. So this is this is literally the calm before the storm. This is the last time the this is the last of your vocabulary. Now you're familiar with the subject matter. We're going to go into how to speak the new language and it's going to get crazy. So my dog already is speaking the new language. Did you hear that? I didn't, but um, that's good. He's, he's <laughs> super, oh, go. super excited about episodes seven through 10. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, if you can end eight and not just continue straight into nine and finish with 10, you, I, I will definitely buy you a beer next time we're, we're hanging out because th- that will be a testament to your patience right there. Yep. The train has begun this downhill journey. It's it's there's no stopping it now. All right, cool. This sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a lot yeah. of fun so far. So guess where All you right. can find me, guys? Uh on the interwebs. Um yeah, uh, watching Cheers. Yes, also accurate. If you go to let's talk about cheers.com, you will find another recap show in which uh Jenny Josephson and a one Matt Flanagan talk about a TV show that was to Matt and Jenny is uh, coming along with uh, at, at various degrees of understanding and empathy. Uh, and so uh, if you want to go there, let's talk about cheers. You can also find it for now in the tell it anyway feed. And um, I'm always on Twitter at J E 23. Although not today because this is an awful day on Twitter. I, I need to thank you for that show because I am enjoying that so much. Aww. I never expected that I would rewatch Cheers. It's probably going to take us years to do it, but years. man, it's been fun. It is fun. I really am a big fan. Richard, where can people find you? People can find me at the Digital Media Zone. I write about technology related to entertainment and home automation. And I host two other podcasts. One is called Entertainment 2.0. And the other is Home On. And on Home On, coming up, uh, we have lots of cool stuff because there's lots going on in the home automation space these days. Jenny, I got to get you on that one of these days. Sure. My home is unautomated. I know, know, but I know that you are all about the Amazon Echo. No, that's true. Except uh, the wonderful woman who comes and cleans my house every week unplugs it. 
because she's smarter than I. <laughs> wow. I mean, really, she is. That is the correct thing to do when confronted with an Amazon Echo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if, if you're trying to trying to get rid of the bots, you do it as early as possible, right? Yeah. So I she's wiser so. than I, I am. So. And someday uh, the Amazon Echo is going to control me. Anyway, uh, Amos, <laughs> where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ethan Kane, E-T-H-A-N-C-A-I-N-E. I also host two podcasts. One's called Undaunted, where I uh, interview podcasters about how they got into podcasting and what it means to them. And the other one is the Ritual Misery podcast. And you can find that every Thursday night on the old Twitch. We're having a lot of fun over there. We just got affiliated, and it's amazing. Yay, awesome. So uh, for Richard, for Jenny, and for myself... We'll see you next time when we talk about films. Oh.